Australian-based Tongan language radio broadcaster Sulieni Light was last week bestowed an esteemed position of Matapule and royal spokesman by Tonga's princess Latufui Meka in Brisbane, Australia. The position requires him to address and relay any messages to Tonga's King Tupo VI during his visits to Australia. The customary role is a remnant of Tonga's imperial past, where commoners were forbidden to speak to Tongan kings and queens, considered to be living gods by Tongans at the time. RNZ Pacific's Finau Funua spoke with Suleni Light and began by asking him about his new title. Um, so His Majesty the King, King Tupo VI, has uh, bestowed a title on myself. The title is Lava Iloaola, which is His Majesty's uh, chief attendant. Uh, it was bestowed upon me at a traditional kava ceremony, which was held at the Brisbane City Botanic Gardens. And the Olovaha, or the uh, representative of His Majesty the King in the Royal Kava Circle for that installation ceremony, was the esteemed High Commissioner of the Kingdom of Tonga to Australia. That's Her Royal Highness Princess Angelica Latufuipeka Tuku'aho, who travelled from Canberra to Brisbane in Queensland, uh, with a delegation from the Tonga High Commission um, in order to uh, fulfill the customary uh, ceremony and the rituals of the Kava ceremony for that installation uh, ceremony. Uh, the ceremony itself also included many members of our local Brisbane Tongan community, including a lot of our young youth, uh, members of our Queensland Tongan Language School, uh, members of the Mamana Tongan Academy of Arts and Culture, as well as some of the elders of the Tongan community who were also present on the day. And this title, what, what does it mean to you to be bestowed it, to, to be given this, this role? For myself personally, for the last 30 years, um, I've you know, worked diligently with you know, partners in the community to serve the Tongan diaspora, both in Australia and abroad, particularly in services to media, um, all of that work has pretty much been volunteer. And I believe that this title is an extension of that work, that's, that service not only to His Majesty and to the people of Tonga, but more broadly to the Tongan diaspora globally. Uh, the palace office that gave me the letter in terms of the um, installation title of Lava Iloaola uh, stated that um, my role will be His Majesty's chief attendant throughout, for the, all of Australia. Uh, but in saying that, though, my service to our Tongan community is, is more broad, it's global, and I see this as an opportunity uh, from His Majesty to continue to serve both His Majesty but also to serve the people of Tonga in uh, maybe a broader and even larger capacity moving forward. Um, this is a, a traditional role, and, you know, we have, um, you know, we, we see this whenever the king visits New Zealand or wherever. What does it entail? when he visits Australia? So traditionally when His Majesty travels abroad, particularly if His Majesty was to come to Australia or New Zealand, I suppose, but in my case for Australia, uh, there'll be moments when the community will come and meet with His Majesty. And traditionally, we don't speak directly to, you know, to the sovereign. And there will usually be a, a person who's speaking on behalf of the community. And His Majesty will have a chief to respond on, on His Majesty's behalf. And that's where my role will kick in. Uh, in addition to that, His Majesty usually has meetings with um, other delegates whilst he's in Australia, both Tongan and, and from other communities as well. And I would envisage that part of my role would also you know, incorporate 
facilitating some of those meetings as well um, in terms of perhaps speaking at times on His Majesty's behalf in consultation with His Majesty uh, and then fulfilling any of the traditional obligations required whilst His Majesty is travelling anywhere in the Australian continent. This um, traditional thing of the king um, not directly communicating, like, um, I mean, to have a a spokesperson like you, um, could you explain that to... Um, to people who are not familiar with Tongan culture? Absolutely. Um, it, it's really quite beautiful. I know it, sometimes from the outset it might look a little bit different to uh, non-Pacific, um, through a non-Pacific lens, but from a Pacific lens there's a great beauty of not speaking directly to, to His Majesty the King and having our, not only our nobles but members of our royal family, um, having people, you know, the oratory art of having orators speak on behalf of chiefs or mapaapule speaking on behalf of you know our royals, but not only that, but also from the community as well. So even when the community comes to meet with the king, there will be a spokesperson from the community who will um, make an oratory presentation, you know, to His Majesty on behalf of the of the community. So traditionally, the context could be a situation where their Majesties are in a a place where, which is a venue where there's a meeting and the community will come together sometimes for a prayer meeting or um, to pre- present traditional gifts to the king and there will be someone from sitting on from on the behalf of the people to speak to his majesty using uh, traditional Tongan oratory, usually a much higher language uh, in respect to his majesty and his majesty will be there but he will have his chief sitting down um, usually lower than him on the floor to speak back to the people on his behalf. So it becomes an oratory between chiefs um, speaking on behalf of each party, so the royal family on one party and then the people on the other party. And to see that art form uh, in its in its purest form and seeing it played out and hearing the traditional words and the hiliaki and the metaphors that are used and the higher language that is used, it's, it's, it's like poetry in some senses, but it's also very, very deep, deeply rooted in the culture and there's a beauty to speaking indirectly and to make those presentations using that traditional oratory form. And the language is, is the way you speak um, to the royals is different. Absolutely. Could you describe that as well? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, essentially Tonga has three levels of Tongan language. There's a royal Tongan language, which is reserved for the monarch himself. There's a noble language used for members of the aristocracy. And then there's a common language used by everyday Tongan people. Uh, when we're addressing the monarch directly, we use a royal language, a much, much higher language, uh, which has its own vocabulary, its own words uh, that are not often heard by everyday um, Tongans. Uh, and then we have the noble words, which are heard quite uh, common, usually used in broadcasting, also used uh, for formal occasions, particularly where there are in nobles present, but also used as a very respectful language. And then there's the everyday Tongan language. So in terms of uh, addressing the monarch directly, uh, they'll use the you know the usage of the royal language. Uh, the great thing with the chiefs, though, when the chiefs are speaking to each other, that they're addressing one another. They're not actually addressing the king directly or addressing the people directly, but the oratory takes place between one chief and another chief. And that, that in itself is quite unique because they've got the chief with um, their particular title and their name, and again, it's, it's, it comes back to being quite indirect, but just showing such deep reverence and deep respect for the monarch and for the other parties present at that particular meeting in time.